This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast on this Tuesday, July 26, 2022. Oh, we got some real nice cool weather coming in here. Nice sleeping weather at night. Going to be in the upper 50s later this week. In the 80s during the day, it's really nice outside. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. If you haven't subscribed yet, run over to AffirmAmerica.com. Put in your email address. Check out some of the articles over there. 2,000 Mules is still playing over there free of charge. These are your top five headlines for this Tuesday, July 26th. Let's start off with headline number five. Hulu slammed by Democrats for not airing abortion ads. Washington Post, the Disney-backed streaming service Hulu is refusing to run political ads on central themes of Democratic midterm campaigns, including abortion, guns, and the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol, promoting fury from the party's candidates and leaders. The streaming service, popular among younger voters, which has a policy against running content deemed controversial, is like other digital providers in not being bound by the Communications Act of 1934, a law that requires broadcast television networks to provide politicians equal access to the airwaves. The Democratic Senatorial Campaign Committee, Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, and Democratic Governors Association tried to purchase joint ads on abortion and guns with Hulu on July 15th, along with identical placements on a Disney-affiliated ABC affiliate in Philadelphia and the company's cable sports channel ESPN. The Hulu ads never ran while the others did. A person familiar with Hulu's policies, who spoke on the condition of anonymity to talk about internal matters, said that the company does not publicly disclose its advertising guidelines, but that it prohibit advertising that takes a position on a controversial issue, regardless of whether it is a political ad. The ads are reviewed on a case-by-case basis with edits, sometimes recommended to the advertisers. From the Hill. This is not the first time Democrats have run into the issue of Hulu rejecting ads about abortion. Representative Caroline Bordeaux, Democrat from Georgia, slammed the platform in May for rejecting her ad about the issue. Hulu also rejected an ad from New York Democratic congressional candidate Suray Patel that mentioned abortion rights, Jezebel reported. The platform reportedly asked the campaign to remove at least one of three sensitive issues, mentioned including abortion, climate change, and gun laws. Okay, so this is uh, something that I support for the uh, Democrats. I'm in favor of, of their, their, their right for uh, free speech. The First Amendment allows for us to uh, speak our minds, and I would hope that it goes both ways for the conservatives. I think that we need both sides present in any open conversation, and to censor one censors all. And so I think that on this situation, I uh, support their right to run ads on Hulu. Even though I don't agree with their topics, 
I don't agree with their abortion rules and climate control and guns, but I, I do support them in their right to their free speech. So I would hope that Hulu and uh, all these media companies would give fair and equal protection for the First Amendment rights, freedom of speech given to us by our Constitution. All right, headline number four. GOP leader Kevin McCarthy criticizes pilot program giving temporary IDs to illegal immigrants. From Axios, the Biden administration plans to test providing temporary ID cards to unauthorized immigrants awaiting a final decision on their cases, according to two government sources familiar with the planning. Recent border crossers and other unauthorized immigrants in the U.S. often do not have IDs making it more difficult to access housing, health care, transportation, and other benefits. Officials are considering a pilot program to relieve some of these burdens while also incentivizing more frequent communication with law enforcement throughout the complicated court process, the source said. From the Daily Mail, Kevin McCarthy said President Joe Biden continues to implement policies that make it easier for illegal immigrants to come to the U.S. as the administration works to roll out a program providing ID cards to immigrants. During the worst border crisis in history, the Biden administration is now handing out ID cards to illegal immigrants to make it easier to travel throughout the United States, the House Minority Leader told DailyMail.com. This is the exact opposite of what he should be doing McCarthy added. Okay, I'm in agreement with McCarthy on this. I think uh, making it easy for people to come to the U.S. illegally crossing the southern border with these ID cards is just a stupid idea. It's, uh, it's crazy town. The Democrats are known for this. Trump shut the uh, border down, built a wall, and now we've got literally millions of people crossing our border which is not a good thing. We don't vet them. We let them run free in our country. And they bring disease. They, bring, they lower the wages for the working class because they cut the labor costs. And their only reason is so that they can get cheap votes. So in this case, I'm opposed to this. I think all Americans should be opposed to an open border. We, you know, we know what the problems are. We have uh, problems with fentanyl, drug use, the cartels. When you have an open border, sex trafficking, all kinds of things that are not good for us are a result of the southern border. It needs to be shut down. It needs to be closed. There needs to be a, a process for people that want to immigrate to this country legally and not just to have an open border policy. So the midterms are coming up, and hopefully we'll be able to shut this down and put the shackles on the Biden administration. All right, headline number three. Upon reflection, Dr. Fauci regrets not imposing much, much more stringent restrictions on Americans. Fox News, Dr. Anthony Fauci argued on The Hill's rising show that there should have been more stringent restrictions for asymptomatic people in 2020. On Monday, Fauci appeared on the program to discuss the approach to the BA5 subvariant of the coronavirus. The conversation quickly turned to the past approaches to COVID-19 and whether he would have acted differently. If I knew in 2020 what I know now, we would do a lot differently because back then we were not sure of a number of things. Fauci said, among other things, he also said that there should have been further restrictions and mask requirements to counter the coronavirus in 2020. From the RNC Research. 
Anthony Fauci implies he regrets not pushing for much, much more stringent restrictions in response to COVID-19. Okay, well, uh, Dr. Fauci already wrecked a whole generation of young people by his lockdowns. And to think that he should have been much, much more stringent is just shows you how much this guy needs to be investigated. He needs to be removed from his position. He has no confidence in the U.S. Nobody trusts his words. He's all over the page. One day he's for it. One day he's against it. The messaging is completely confusing to the American people, but we're also seeing the effects of the lockdowns on our businesses. We're in a recession now. Young people are falling behind in their schools. And even in San Diego, they're requiring mask mandates again, which we know doesn't do anything to protect people from the coronavirus. Even the the vaccines are ineffective. We see that with Joe Biden. We see that with many other people that have contracted the coronavirus, even though they've been fully vaccinated. And now there's some evidence coming out that when you get more vaccines, your immune system is even more compromised and you become less immune to any viruses and other health issues. So Dr. Fauci, in his words today, tell us that this guy needs to go. All right, headline number two. China continues to threaten serious consequences if Speaker Pelosi visits Taiwan. From Fox News, Taiwan held widespread air raid drills on Monday as China doubled down on warnings to the U.S. against allowing House Speaker Nancy Pelosi to visit the island. Pelosi has defended her planned trip to the island, a region that China has long claimed as its sovereign territory. The Chinese foreign ministry doubled down on warnings that the trip could have serious consequences for the U.S. The Chinese side has made it clear to the U.S. on many occasions that it is firmly opposed to Speaker Pelosi's visit to Taiwan. We are fully prepared, Foreign Minister Spokesman Zhao Lijin said Monday. If the U.S. goes its own way, China will certainly take firm and forceful measures to safeguard its national sovereignty and territorial integrity and the United States should be held responsible for any serious consequences, he added. From the Associated Press, Pelosi has not confirmed when or even if she will visit, but President Joe Biden last week told reporters that U.S. military officials believed such a trip was not a good idea. Administration officials are believed to be critical of a possible trip, both for the problematic timing and the lack of coordination with the White House. China's authoritarian ruling Communist Party considers democratic self-ruling Taiwan its own territory to be annexed by force if necessary, and regularly advertises that threat by staging military exercises and flying warplanes into Taiwan's air defense identification zone or across the center line of the 180-kilometer, 100-mile-wide Taiwan Strait. Beijing says those actions are aimed at deterring advocates of the island's formal independence and foreign allies, principally the U.S., from interfering more than 70 years after the sides split amid civil war. Surveys routinely show that Taiwan's 23 million people reject China's assertions that the island is a Chinese province that has strayed and must be brought under Beijing's control. Okay, so this is the push-pull that we have going on with the different countries, their power struggles, the ideologies of the totalitarian dictatorships of Chinese dictatorships and their nations of 
dominance over its people versus the U.S. and our freedoms, and Taiwan is right in the middle of it. As freedom lovers, as Americans, uh, we need to support Taiwan. We need to uh, set a marker so that the Chinese are very well aware that we stand with Taiwan. And the fact that Joe Biden made the comment that he said it's not maybe such a good idea to go just shows his weakness, and the Chinese will take advantage of that. Trump would have never done that. Any strong leader would have never done that. Bush or anybody in the past stood their ground, and it's uh, the old adage that Ronald Reagan had, peace through strength. All right, headline number one. The Biden administration seeks to redefine recession ahead of economic report. From the Daily Caller, the Biden administration preemptively downplayed concerns about the state of the economy ahead of second quarter GDP growth data in a press release set for Thursday and, according to some, sought to redefine what constitutes a recession. From the Daily Wire, the United States is poised to meet that definition since the annualized economic growth rate shrank by 1.5 percent in the first quarter of this year and appears to have it contracted at a 1.6 percent pace in the second quarter. As the U.S. Bureau of Economic Analysis prepares to publish an advance estimate of second quarter growth later this week, the Biden administration is already doing damage control. Tom Elliott, Biden chief gaslighter, Brian Deese Neck, quote, in terms of the technical definition, two negative quarters of growth is not a recession, end quote. Fox News reporter Jacques Henrich, bracing for impact, even if Thursday's GDP report shows a second consecutive quarter of negative growth, you won't hear the Biden administration using the R word. The Council of Economic Advisors is redefining what a recession is. Okay, so the Biden administration is just, uh, they're lying. They're uh, spinning this, trying to change the definition of what a recession is, and you can go to your Merriam-Webster dictionary and look up what a recession is, and it's uh, two quarters of negative GDP growth, yet they want to just change the, uh, the language, just like they like to change the laws when they don't get their own ways. They just you know, want to pack the courts, the Supreme Courts, or, or they just don't want to listen to what the judges say, or they come in with these radical prosecutors that don't follow the law or the abortion issues. This is very typical of the far left and the Democratic Party. And so the Biden administration is trying to spin it, then they're lying to us. We're in a recession already right now. Hopefully it won't last long, but it is a recession because we have had two quarters of negative GDP growth. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Tuesday, July 26, 2022. Thanks for joining us this morning on the Affirm America podcast. Have a great day. God bless you, and we'll see you tomorrow. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great, and we affirm it.